0: Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. Uh, I'm Dan Trader, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Ryan Palmer, in Portland, Oregon, I believe, not on the podcast. Uh, Mike Samuelson, out of out of country, I believe, uh, we won't say where. It's, it's Chinchilla. If he yeah. wants to talk about it, he can talk about it when he comes back. Uh, that just leaves me and Colin in the swamp. What's up, Colin?
1: Uh, it's not great in the swamp right now. It's too cold, first of all. Uh, second of all, the really bad news of the day, and this is not something that most people are going to care about, uh, is that Tom Brady is coming back out of retirement yeah, after very strange 40 days of retirement. Very strange, A, number one. Very egotistical move uh, to, you know, call attention to yourself a couple times. You know, just stay relevant during the offseason. season. Um, yeah, you because know, he like retired like the week of the Super Bowl or something like that. I don't know, can't remember. But
0: um, yeah, and then like held off retiring until after it looked like maybe Adam Schefter got it wrong. Like he didn't want to give yeah, him that. Exactly. It, it's it's all been a lot of drama. Exactly. A lot of drama.
1: Optimized drama, and also like he yeah. had a ESPN Plus show. That I mean, I'm tell- everyone in New England has watched because uh, it it comes up in conversation for sure, uh, which is like you know the retrospective like this player has is died or whatever is deified oh, yeah, is like I, done I, I, you know like like the uh, the career obituaries have been written yeah and exactly. Now it's like, <laughs> It was Man. like a ten-part series or something like that, like ten hour-long episodes. And it's like, uh, God. oh, now we're just gonna keep playing. What the fuck are we yeah. doing here? Come on! Yeah, he sucks. He, he sucks. Fucking terrible. So he sucks, and he's gonna keep playing football. So I am have to keep hearing about him because uh, I live in the Boston area. It's yep. just just not a great not a great situation for me. Rough day in the swamp. Yeah, <laughs> that's
0: very funny. Uh, I don't have warm ups, but we do have some emails and you're going to do them because Mike's not here.
1: All right. Yeah. Uh, first email I want to talk about is, uh, actually a series of three emails we got and yeah. there's no way this person thought we were going to read these emails, but someone, uh, contacted us, uh, to try to become our super producer. They came for super producer Cliff's job. They did not get a you call best back. Not miss. Yeah, yeah. You they did not, not get a miss. call back. But nope. I just want to say uh, this person uh, claims to have worked with Grammy winning artists, uh, and I don't know what else. We would love to discuss with us uh, fifteen minutes for, for a quick call. They can do noise reduction, removal, removing breaths, ums, repetitive words, mistakes. First of all, we don't make those. Long pauses. We don't, do, we don't even do ums. Microphone pops. Hmm. All the microphone. Uh-uh. All my microphone pops are intentional. If you take them out, <laughs> it's not authentic. This is what Heineken it's the wants. Taste. It's Heineken the character. It's the 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 authenticity. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's just just absolutely a bold move coming for super producer, Cliffs. I mean, if you've listened to our podcast, we thank Cliff every every week, whether he edits yep. that podcast or not. Uh, we're still thanking him for his service. He's and the heart and soul. Everything he does. Inside and outside of the the editing booth, uh, at the editing lab. So that's right. Uh, outside
0: is is mostly sending tweets of footballers with animals. Yeah, which that's look he thing he this, does. This podcast would fall apart without that. Coming
1: up with wild, uh, non soccer related nicknames for soccer players. Uh, amazing, and soccer teams. Quite frankly, amazing. Onions. Amazing. His perspective continues to uh, keep us keep us grounded. Really. So. There is no way we would ever produce or uh, replace super producer Cliff, and, and the fact that this this guy's uh, last email to us ends with a GIF of Stevie G kissing the Champions League trophy—I mean, it just sums it up for me. You're so off base. Like, know your Doesn't audience. Know. That's not going to do it for yeah. me. So, sorry, yeah. sorry, Johnny Trika, uh, we're not going to be calling you back. No, no,
0: uh, you can. Right. Keep sending those emails with uh, emojis in them. Yeah, that's not cute. That's not cute for us. Yeah, sorry, bud.
1: Uh, I'm sorry we had to blow up that guy and uh, make fun of him on there, <laughs> but I just I don't know why I wanted to do that, but I did. But mostly because I love super producer Cliff and I want him to know how much we care about him. Um,
0: I mean, if you listen to how many episodes of this podcast would you have to listen to before you just knew that the producer position was not available? Yeah, it's, like not that many. So the guy
1: didn't do his. Honestly, all the other positions are available. Wide, widely available. Hosting is available. Available. Yeah, hosting is available. Like we're looking, not only
0: available, but like active search is ongoing. Quizmaster,
1: we really push hard for to get a quizmaster, but you know. Ooh,
0: we might get we might get another
1: one of those coming. Just
0: uh, a little
1: teaser, little teaser. All right. Uh, I mean, even the position of emailer is available because this week our email is from Mike Samuelson. Uh, he obviously knew he was going to be missing this one because he is, uh, you know, he took a plane. And, OOC. Yeah, OOC, and uh, didn't bring his microphone, um, so he's not podcasting. Uh, that's a mistake. Yep. Yeah, that's your first mistake. Uh, he says, does Messi regret going to PSG? Yes, he'll get a League 1 medal. But basically, become irrelevant in eight eighth months. Eight months, seven goals in all competitions. Out in the Champions League round of 17, uh, 16, <laughs> round of seventeen. Uh, <laughs> how tired am I? Woo! Uh, Mbappe is probably off to Madrid this summer, so it seems unlikely this team will have a better chance of winning Champions League in the future. How would you feel if you were Messi? What would you do next?
0: I mean, I don't think Messi's upset because he was going nowhere else to get paid. Barca couldn't pay him. Nobody else could pay him. He found another place to get another year or two before it all falls apart. Like, it's at the, you know, falls apart at the next level. Uh, I don't think he's upset. Like, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think Messi is fine. I, how would I feel if I was Messi? Probably disappointed, but, you know, cream. He, I do wonder if it's like an ego check for him because he's all, I mean, I guess except for Argentina, but like he's always the king. He's always winning. He's all like, and then he shows up with this new team and it's like, oh, maybe a little bit. It was because they catered to him or it was the system or it was, I'm not sure, but like maybe it hurts him a little bit. Actually, the the ego.
1: Yeah, I, I Maybe he's, I he's not
0: quite as good as he thought he was. Still the GOAT, but... Not as good as he thought he was.
1: Yeah, I agree that he thought he probably thought that uh, given the amount of talent on PSG, which is a lot, uh, you know, top whatever five in the world talent, uh, that h- adding himself to that lineup, it would be kind of a foregone conclusion. Done deal. Not maybe not. You're going to win the Champions League, but you're going to make the finals. Uh, you're going to score buckets of goals. It's all going to be happy and success until you run up against you know, an informed city or something like that. Um, and yeah, not, certainly has not been the case. It's been a struggle, 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 um, on multiple, for multiple fronts, multiple reasons. Uh, so yeah, I do agree with you that it is, it does feel like, oh, this was, you know, in retrospect, what is he getting out of this? It's, it's just money. And that's the reason, real reason he's at PSG, which is kind of surprising, honestly. Um, because just because he's so so rich, uh, off of however many years he's been doing it at Barca, right? Um, yeah, it's not like, um, you know, some places, some leagues, NFL comes to mind, I know, where like the er, early in players' careers, their salary is low because they've signed a deal that's like a multi year deal and they're playing on a contract that's you know where they're undervalued. And then when you go get that next contract, you need to like maximize your value yeah, because like the next late one after,
0: career earnings matter so much. Yeah,
1: and then they'll, they'll yeah. be like the next one after that you're too old, like especially if you're like I don't know a running back or something. Then you're not you're not going to get another long-term deal. You get one long-term deal in the middle of your career and blah blah blah. Like that's not the case for Messi. He's made a ton of money his whole career. Like and. His his sponsorships are not going anywhere. Insane. ever. His, insane yeah. money. So like, whether he's getting forty million or whatever it is, I I don't actually know it.
0: PSG. I just looked it up. Forty one million two years is what the uh,
1: forty one million expected. spread over two.
0: Yeah, including That's not bonuses. That much.
1: Um, but yeah, whatever. So twenty million a year. He's getting twenty million a year. Like he could be getting what fifteen or thirteen somewhere else, and. Like is he really? Oh, there's a, <laughs> the
0: next article down says 130 million over three years. So who knows? Yeah, right. So whatever that I mean, feels whatever better. it is, yeah, you, you yeah.
1: cut a third of it off because you're going to go to Manchester City. It's not going to make a big difference in his, you know, right overall portfolio, his right? wealth, or his yeah, standard yeah, yeah. Right. of living. Yeah. So like that's why it's like it's even more curious or or whatever, but. I mean that's why at the end of the day I think it's easy narrative to say oh it was a money thing that he went to PSG but really I think it was it was more like this will be easy whereas like going to the Premier yeah. League or somewhere else would could be hard it could be very hard and he could you could like really fall on his face but he has fallen on his face now at PSG I mean there there was only one uh measuring stick it was Champions League and it is a failure uh so but even in the league he's not
0: like Having a career year in terms of scoring, I mean, who cares? Or, you know, if it's like
1: scoring. If he was the the league uh, scoring leader, no one would care. No, you
0: know, there's no one. winning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is. There's no upside to being the league uh, scoring leader. There's only yeah. downside, and he's yeah. not. I th- I assume he's not. I don't know. No. So yeah, it's only no, like it just looks even worse that yeah. the only good thing was if he won all the awards, and he's not even doing that. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not great for Messi, which I think leads, sorry, I don't want to step on your email toes, but leads into yeah. the next question. Can we say the really era nicely. of Messi
1: and Ronaldo is definitely over. Did it already end? Whose world are we living in now?
0: Such a good question. I I mean, I think it's over. Ronaldo's at United. they He's crying on, like, a, on a weekly basis, like on the field. He's not and they're not going to win the league. They might make Europe. They're not like relevant in any meaningful way, right? Messi isn't doing that great. He's in France like a relative backwater league compared to Spain or England or even Italy. Uh it's just not it's not the week to week highlights and discussion that it used to be. It's I think the era is over, which also I don't think is a problem because they're like late 30s, right? Like, amazing that the... Absolutely amazing that the era has lasted as long as it has. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Incredible.
1: Especially but like... I, I don't I know think how... it's done. How long the messy era or whatever has lasted post-Xavi and Iniesta, but like definitely longer yeah. than I thought it would. Um, yeah. So yeah, no, I completely agree. It's over. Uh, there's no way that one of those... I mean, there's no way. Like, of course, I could be wrong, but... I would be very surprised if either of those guys leaves. I mean, both of those guys will I think will play for another club before they retire. Uh but when they do, they're not gonna go play and resurrect their career and, and be like, oh, see, Ronaldo's still a world beater, it's just that he was at United. And that's why he was irrelevant for three years. Like I mean, like Zlatan has bounced around from MLS to come back to Syria, whatever. And he can still play. Like, he's still good. But he's not a top five striker anymore in in the world, you know. Um, He's a top, I don't know, 30 or top 50 striker in the world. Um, Which is to say he's very good. But that's where Messi and Ronaldo live now, in the the normal humans category. Um, And so, yeah, I think that they'll still be able to do that for, like, a good five years, probably, if they wanted to, um, the way Zlatan has, right? Like, we thought right, he was, like, right. coming to... You go to Inter, you go to Napoli, you go to yeah
0: Newcastle. I don't like, know. Where like, do you end up?
1: Yeah, but Zlatan, like, came to Galaxy and we were like, okay, this is it. This is it. He's retiring. He's done. Yeah. And he's been, like, oh, United and where is he now? Milan. Like, he can still yeah. play, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. um, I think those guys would be exactly the same uh but yeah it it's not zlatan's world so it it's not ronaldo's world it's not messi's world so whose, whose world, world is, is it? it yeah i mean uh, I, a year ago i would have said obviously this is going to be mbappe's world or more maybe more than a year ago uh yeah. like winning the world cup being such a um i don't know just a just the kind of guy he's not robert lewandowski right like he's not like uh what does he really do or what is he great at kind of player oh he just scores goals um he, no he's like unbelievably fast he's physic a physical specimen he also like technically very good you know like all everything you could want of a player like he is that guy he's a video game player like they just turning all the dials up to 99 just every, yeah. Be a video exactly. game player the same way ronaldo has been right and right you're just like, oh, but he is only whatever he was, you know, when he was doing those things, 18, 20 years old. You're like, fuck, this guy's going to be phenomenal. he
0: at least 10 years before he even starts slowing down. Yeah, yeah he just, is going to be yeah, getting yeah. better
1: and better and better. And by this time, 2022, 2024, whatever, he's going to be far it's and away the best, the best yeah. player in the world. Like, there was no one on his level at his age. Um, and that's not really how I feel about him anymore. Like, I definitely feel like he's a great player, um, but I don't feel like it's his world. Erling Holland has caught him, you know. For me, yeah. Um, So
0: who's so whose world is it? Holland is it? I I think the correct answer might be it's unknown. It's Trout, right? Yeah. Like there's a pool of guys. Salah's in there, not like Salah's a little guy or young, right? But like he's kind of on that level where like he could win the Ballon d'Or this year. Holland, uh, I don't know, Phil Foden? Is he, like, still have enough runway in front of him that he can become the best player in the world? But that's the kind of conversation that it is, I think. I don't think there's anyone there that it's like, oh, yeah, he's the next one up. Like, it's not Neymar. It's not Mbappe. It's not, I don't know, who else? Like, there's nobody that's obvious.
1: That's true. At, At some point, probably in that era where I was talking about, like, Javi uh, and Iniesta leaving, and then like uh, thinking that that era, the Messi era, was going to kind of come down right after that. It would have been like, oh, Neymar is the next mm-hmm. next guy up, but the era just went too long for Messi and Ronaldo. Neymar has had injury never problems; quite. never quite kind of yeah, yeah, got yeah. there, um, and was yeah top five guy in the world for many years, but never got to the peak that we thought he could. Um, and so, and so. I think it's basically the question. The real the reality is we have to like change our mindset back to the pre Messi Ronaldo era, where there were a lot of great players playing at the same time, but it wasn't like there was just one guy who
0: was yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, like right.
0: One year, Shevchenko. Uh, yeah, Zlatan. Uh, I mean Ronaldinho Ronaldinho for a like, couple years. Like OG, OG Ronaldo. Like OG Ronaldo, yeah. but
1: like OG Ronaldo, like for when he was on, he was the best player in the world. But like for six months. Get injured, like whatever. Like Messi and Ronaldo just don't get injured. They just don't have bad seasons. So like you can't just be like, oh, okay, Erling Holland or Mbappe are on pace to or you know they're the best right now, yeah so they'll just if they continue be the to score sixty eight,
0: goals a year for the next yeah, ten years this is crazy Like, you can't do that math with anybody else exactly
1: exactly and that's yeah. what, that's just like the piece of just like appreciating those two guys and how do crazy it is that they pl- that their careers almost you know exactly overlap in that way that their peaks overlap so
0: i I mean it sounds like so dumb and cliche and silly to be like oh it's a privilege to have been able to like really watch the two. Probably the two best players ever in their prime compete against each other for years. Like, it's kind of dumb, but fine. Is there part of you, though, that's like, I'm kind of excited that it's like a free for all again, that we don't know year to year who's going to be the best player? Like, that's interesting. Or would you prefer to just be like, yeah, Messi's the best. He's always going to be the best. And like, I like watching that.
1: If, I mean, Oh, I don't understand what the with the uh, second scenario. Like, what am I getting Messi at age twenty eight just for like yeah, exactly? Years? Like, do you
0: do you prefer as Messi the, never ages?
1: Is the is the second scenario?
0: Or like, I mean, do you, as a fan, do you prefer the scenario from two thousand five to two thousand twenty when it was like, well, look, either Messi or Ronaldo is going to win the Ballon d'Or, uh, Ronaldo and Messi are going to be in the Champions League final, or one of them was going to win it? Or do you prefer, like, I don't know, they're a bunch of dudes. One of them's going to have a great year. It's going to be fun to see what happens.
1: Uh, I'd I prefer having Messi and Ronaldo. Definitely. Oh. Definitely I do. Yeah. Um, because I think that the other guys who have risen to the third position, basically, in that pecking order, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like have the same drama with it. Like, oh, Rooney was great for a little while. And Sal- Salah has has, has gotten yeah. a lot better than yeah. I thought he would, certainly. And Lewandowski. Notably. And, yeah, notably. And <laughs> Neymar. And, like, I mean, there's all those guys. And, like, and it's great that they... It's not like... Uh, it's not to take the shine away from them. Or, like, it's not like it makes means they play worse. Or there's not enough uh, of the ball or enough teams that can... can guys around them and so they're playing with you know guys are, they're, they're not yeah. playing on newcastle like uh, alan Shear um yeah whatever that was like 25 years ago so uh so yeah i think that uh, i think it's great uh to that we got to watch messi and ronaldo and have yeah like you said that that corny line or whatever like that the privilege of watching them play and amazing highlights gareth bale like i think Gareth Bale yeah. had some, like, great times, great moments, did some things that you were like, oh, my God, this guy's un- un- he runs out of bounds. And, like, holy shit, like, this guy's yeah. un- unbelievable. He's in a different, like, the things he can do, those guys can't do. But, like, just the amazing consistency. But he consistency, gets injured. He, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the amazing consistency and uh, consistent greatness of especially – to me, Messi, because of some of the goals he scores, um, of, like, I mean, at the World Cup, just, like, if he lines over, lines up over a dead ball, Messi is, like, you're, you feel, like, 50-50 to put this in the top corner. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's yeah. just super cool to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the era being over. I'm not sure that I'm upset. It's, like, Fair. I Fair. love watching them play, of course. But there's something that I really like about being like, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going to happen this season. Let's find like, let's play the games. Let's find out. And if it doesn't happen the same way again next season, if that guy flames out, man, you remember 2022 when that guy just crushed? <laughs> you remember when the league came back and Pulisic was the best player in England? Yeah. Man, wasn't that a, wasn't that a great four that months? Was crazy. Man, that was sweet. I mean, right? Like,
1: yeah, I, I totally agree with you, and I and I think that our memory for how dominant their teams were is a little bit like, uh, you know, we'll remember them being more dominant than they actually were. Because we expected them to win every game, but, like, they didn't actually win every game. They didn't actually win every Champions League. Like, they won a lot, but, like... Sure, sure. I don't know if... Like, you painted the scenario that Messi and Ronaldo played in the Champions League final every year. I don't know if they ever did. Uh, Maybe once, right? But it's like not against each other. I I I amended in real
0: time and said one of them was in the final. It felt like like every year, but But. yeah,
1: it it, you know when you think like if you averaged it, like that is what happened, right? Like yeah, and so like you you wash out the whatever the the great storylines, the Leicester cities, the all the success of Atletico Madrid, right? Like
0: Atletico Mm -hmm. Madrid, Simeone's
1: teams had all that success. Unbelievable. Playing yep. against both those guys, like taking their scalp. So uh yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool that I mean I still think like the one of the mm, like top uh memories of my soccer watching career that has nothing to do with me supporting the team, right? It's not a US men's national team memory or you know, one of my yeah. Yeah, my yeah. clubs. Uh Is watching two thousand and eleven Barcelona. Like I know that's not a team that's near and dear to your heart because of the way they play, but just watch how dominant that team was against teams that were really good, and they just come out and be like, "No, we'll
0: have the ball." Thank you. We're really good,
1: yeah. And like and like the messy like dropping Boateng on his ass and scoring five goals in the Champions League and like that kind of shit. Like that that was amazing amazing when are we going to see something like that again i i don't know like he was so dominant they were so dominant they were so yeah. good yeah. and the other teams they were playing were so good at what they were not playing it's not a league on now like yeah. whatever if yeah. neymar scores yeah. 40 goals this year or whatever it was like they were playing the best of the best and they were shitting on people like that's super i don't know that's that was really cool to watch yeah yeah
0: uh Mike, good email. Send, yeah. send in
1: more or just show up for just, five Yeah, just we can ju- call
0: in. We can just talk, yeah. you know? We can just talk.
1: We could be friends.
0: Uh <laughs> He signs off with all my heart, Mike.
1: Mm. It's, Not, it's all beautiful, heart. Mike. Not all your Mike. All your heart.
0: You he ain't here. No. Uh so PSG is out of Champions League. Real Madrid take them down late game heroics from uh, Kareem Benzema. Put them out. Unbelievable. I mean, late-game
1: heroics. Hero- just heroics. Like, just go to hat-trick. Like, it's not like he... Late-game heroics True. makes it sound like he, you know, tapped one in in the one, 94. didn't do anything for eight yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, reminding people that he is uh, a player who is in that category of guys that we were just talking about, like, living in Ronaldo's shadow for a long time, but yeah. is actually... Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ronaldo's not on my team anymore? No problem. No fucking does a f- problem.
0: Does that a few more times and wins the Champions League? He's right in there for the Ballon d'Or all of a sudden, yeah. too.
1: No like, problem. Yeah, yeah,
0: that's true. Uh so PSG's out. We just talked a lot about that. Um Real Madrid are funny because I don't. I mean, they're on top of La Liga right now, I believe. Um, probably having a good year, but I'm just not tracking them like as the world of soccer. Uh, but you know. They put out Messi, Neymar, Mbappe, everybody else on that team. It's not like the, the rest of the uh, eight players in that starting lineup are bad. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, they're running away at the top of La Liga.
1: Yeah, I mean, they, uh, I think they're, it's, La Liga right now is is down for sure, right? Like, Atletico Madrid's having a, a not-so-great year. Uh João Felix, I don't know. He's Portuguese. You know, you yeah. you got me on the, the porch, Portuguese. Yeah. So yeah. you know, uh. that's my weak spot. Um,
0: João, <laughs> I'm telling you, you just got to get into the nose. That's the the key. I don't
1: believe you at all. I just, I just need, <laughs> I need a Portuguese speaker on this podcast. Um, Johnny Trica, send send me a Portuguese person. Um, so anyway, uh, now I'm going to have to do another Portuguese name, uh, <laughs> but. What I was going to say about them is uh, Joao Felix not doing things like I I think the, you know, most signings don't work out kind of thing with Aldean Madrid, and they kind of uh, had a a certain era of guys and they that were really doing the Simeone thing well, Um, and they did a great job, I think, bringing in like Suarez and and maybe one level of guys, but it's one of these things that I feel like you can't do forever right you can't like just recreate that group forever um and so i mean not the same group but he's done an amazing oh, job he's done an amazing new job. groups oh, like oh he God. just
0: regroups regroups yeah.
1: and, like year after oh. year it's incredible how uh, yeah. well they do I, I agree with you i agree with you that he, he's i for me is the best marriage in the world right now um yeah. or over the past whatever 10 I years i mean right in there yeah, yeah. yeah. um but I, I still think that that uh you can't be on top. You can't, you can't do that every year without having times when you uh, have a down year. Like it, to not have a down year, you need to be spending the most money, basically, so that when you find a problem, you solve it immediately with money. Um, and obviously, that's what Real Madrid do. Um, and, but one player who hasn't been an immediate solve at Real Madrid, who's now playing very well the few times that I've watched them, is Vinicius Jr. He came, I don't know, when he was, like, 18 years old or something and super hyped yeah. and yep. didn't really do much his first couple of years. Um, I don't know how, how many years ago that was, maybe, like, five years ago. But uh, now when you see him play, he is the the real deal. He's a finished product now. He's strong. He's fast. He's so confident on the ball, just, just confident in general um, and looks a real player. So I think that that's... I don't think it's we're, we're living in his world or whatever. Um, but I think that that's kind of one of those deals where, like, um, for your, the people who don't pay attention and or don't pay that much attention and just go, oh, this is the same group minus Ronaldo, and a lot of these guys are just Benzema, Cruz, whatever, Isco, right. whatever, Bale, are right. just getting right. older. Like, how are they so good? That's how they're so good. Like, there's a couple guys like that who have just... I mean, a little
0: bit of youth injection. Yeah, or, or just like, like mature. Not even youth, but fresher.
1: Yeah, he, yeah, he's just like matured and from a bit part player to who's like trying to take games off Gareth Bale to being like, oh, he's like drives a lot it's of the scoring. It's my team now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's doing what so, they thought Eden Hazard was going to do, basically. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Atletico Madrid tied 1-1 with Manchester United now. The return leg this week. Um, how do you feel about that one? You want to make a prediction?
1: Silence. Uh, <laughs> I, I can't see United winning that. I don't know. I just, I. Uh, it's at United. Yeah, it's, that, I mean they got the
0: one-one away. Yeah,
1: I, it's one of these things where it's like I don't have a good reason to say that United won't win that. Um, they're at home. Ronaldo late heroics like feels like it's the kind of thing where you're like, oh, bet against just, him, and then he just fucking scores a header at the back It Feels like post. it sets up for him. It yeah. just feels but like it sets like, up for him. No, they can't do that again. No, it w- they won't. So I would, I gotta say, they won't. But that's against my better judgment. I would. It's it's the kind of game that like I would never bet money on. I would just never bet any money just on. Stay this Stay away game. from it. Just it's just so. Like uh, soul crushing when, when, uh, first of all, because you're not going to bet for United, but then, yeah. it's just going to be so soul crushing when they beat you and <laughs> there should have been VAR on that and whatever. Like, oh, rough, rough, rough. Uh,
0: Liverpool are through after a 1 0 loss, uh, to Inter at home, uh, but on the strength of 2 0 away, they're through. Uh, I don't have much to say about that. I don't know. The, I mean, the surprising. Not surprising. The big story, our scoreline anyway, is uh, that Byron hung seven on RB Salzburg. Uh, I mean, I think everyone would have Byron going through in that draw in that tie, but uh, that is that's rough for Salzburg.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is. It it's the kind of thing where you know once you're chasing it, it doesn't matter if you lose by seven or lose by three, right? You got to try to come back. Yeah. So yeah. and then Byron are just Really good. Uh, And yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. At some level, like Bayern hanging seven on an Austrian team that is like prides themselves or like built on bringing through youth players, you know, guys who are like their whole starting lineup is guys who are like 20, 22, 21. Like, yeah, like it's a big moment for them in a second leg versus Bayern, And, uh, you know, at some level they have, A lot of talent and are able to hang but when it all goes wrong there is no steely veterans and guys who are you know doing that kind of shit so it's not surprising in another way i think
0: we've talked about this before but it feels like it's actually been a while since we did that uh Kind of the way that the game is played these days. Once you, oh yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. it's on a knife edge, and once it falls off one way, then the other team is chasing, and that opens up, and it allows so like exactly like you're saying, right? Once it's they're down one or down two, uh, they have to press, and that just leaves them open to be down seven. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know that much quicker, and so uh, I guess the as an American, the note there is that Brendan Johansson got the assist on the only Salzburg goal. Uh, so Brandon, here we go, buddy. Air Ronson.
1: Air, Air Ronson. Ronson.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, anything else in the champions League you want to see or say,
1: um, uh, we got the all American matchup of Pulisic versus, uh, Timmy Weah. Yeah. Chelsea Lille. Although Timmy Weah has been not in form or not playing very much for Lille. So, yeah. uh, yeah, Chelsea probably going to go through up to nil after the first leg. Um, I know we're probably uh, all not big Chelsea fans these days, uh, given world events and their ownership. (laughs)
0: Uh, I mean, should we? That's not on the run order. Yeah, I mean, do you have anything to say about Chelsea? And uh, that's a wild situation.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't planning on saying anything about it, but I will. Uh, I mean, generally speaking, we're not like pro. Oligarchs, I don't think. Like, I, <laughs> I, I think we're like, like in general. Just, if we had to be like pro
0: or like non-pro, we're probably non-pro. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we're probably not. I wouldn't say we're anti, but like, <laughs> you know,
1: I don't think any of us have a go oligarchs shirt that I've seen. Uh, but yeah, so we're not. We've never. Uh, nobody on this podcast has ever supported Chelsea or thought anything good about them uh, or their ownership and of course that was laid more bare I think is is kind of it's you know nothing changed there but it was laid more bare by the uh, you know Russia invading Ukraine um, and so obviously uh, I think uh, obviously but Whatever I think I speak for for the podcasters when I say we're we're pro uh, sanctions uh, broadly speaking we're pro making people pay for their heinous actions um, yep and, yep and so I think we're all happy to see that fall uh, in Chelsea's lap uh, in this case and so the situation is that. Uh, What the UK has put sanctions on Roman Abramovich, so that means assets controlled by him are frozen. So Chelsea is an asset controlled by him. Therefore, all they can do basically is keep paying people salaries they've already uh, said they were going to pay them.
0: Yeah, anything under contract, they run out. Yeah,
1: if they run out of the contract, they can't pay them. They can't resign them. They can't extend anybody's contract, et cetera, et cetera. And then May 28th, I think, is a big date because that's like the end of the um, kind of like fiscal year in the Premier League, so to speak. So then things will kind of need to be reset or something that year, because is the question. Is like, are they going to be part of the next Premier League or, or whatever? Right? If this is still going on, um, be wild. Yeah, wild. wild. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I don't feel great for all the people who depend on Chelsea, the the mega whatever enterprise it is for their job or whatever, just sell concessions yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? Obviously, those people are getting paid right now. But also, a part of this is that there's only um, $22 million in the bank or something like that. And so that goes fast when you're paying you know, outrageous salaries to soccer players. So um, it's like they'll barely make it to May 28th, I guess, Um with them, and they, so they also can't sell more tickets to their games. They can season ticket holders can come in because those guys, those people have already paid the money, but you can't yeah. sell new tickets. They can't, uh, they can't sell jerseys, can't sell they jerseys. can't sell concessions. They can't, they can't uh, like, people or the like concessions are like, like d- drawn back. There's like a Chelsea Hotel, yeah. like where they make a bunch of money from people coming to the games, you know, can't do that. They
0: can't, they can't pay charter flight people because yeah. they're, they're not allowed to pay yeah. for that exactly. stuff. So, so they're like. like
1: I mean, the funny thing, they were like, uh, Chelsea, I can't remember where I was looking. Oh, it was the little? Uh, it was like, normally the costs inside England are fall under this budget, which they can pay because blah, blah, blah. But Champions League, they might have to be over budget, or they might have to be creative to stay under the budget. They can't do the things they've always done. A- one thing they might have to do is not fly to Lille. They might have to take the Eurostar. They might have to take the train in the channel. Oh, and huh. uh, I was like, I was like, oh, soccer players got to take the train. And then I remembered in my head a picture of uh, Everton players standing on the train platform. Stevie Pinar. And Leighton Baines and a bunch of Everton players, and I'm just like, oh yeah, Everton's been doing that for years. <laughs> like, it's a funny <laughs> thing to me to be like, oh yeah, fucking uh, Chelsea's gonna uh, have to do this embarrassing. Oh, that's just that's just what we do at my club. Yeah, that's just Chelsea, normal. Yeah,
0: stuff. yeah, Chelsea has to be poor like
1: Everton. Yeah, it's like be poor like the seventh <laughs> biggest team or whatever. Like, yeah, fucking yeah, hell. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So it's wild yeah. shit. I mean, it's wild. I, I, unprecedented, uh, from my, I think, I mean, I don't think there's an owner who's been sanctioned in exactly this way, at least, um, that of a league that I've followed. Um, interesting to see how it develops. Obviously he's trying to sell the, the club. There is a way for him to do that without, uh, like kind of skirting these regulations or for them to allow that. Basically the idea of being that he could sell it, but then not get the money until the sanctions against him are lifted. Um, Right. Oh, that's
0: interesting. I didn't actually know about that part. Yeah,
1: so you could like sell it and then the money just goes into a trust or whatever. I think that's But it's still
0: locked down, but at least it. the club yeah. can move on then.
1: Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But uh, he wants three billion pounds for it, which, you know, he's not gonna get, especially considering that everyone knows he's gotta sell it. So uh we'll see what it what happens. I would predict it gets sold before May whatever twenty eighth that is. So I think so. On that note, uh,
0: kickstarter.com backslash thread (laughs) buys Chelsea. Uh, go ahead, that's right. Uh, Help us out. Yeah, we're in the shed is up
1: for sale. Uh, we're liquidating (laughs) access. Yeah,
0: all of our microphones, uh, solid $70 worth of AV equipment up for sale. Up for sale. (laughs) All of it. All of it. Yeah, we're we're just
1: gonna barter. Just, just. Thread barter's for Chelsea. <laughs> I was like, just and so instead of like a getting money in a trust, Roman Abramovich is just gonna get a public storage locker in South Philadelphia full of <laughs> stuff. <laughs>
0: Good luck. Good luck helping the Russian troops with that, you asshole. All right. Uh, Those are Champions League, Premier League. Uh, we're trying to get Kevin on the pod, Keevan. Uh, keep working on the dishwasher, but it's gonna it's gonna work. You can just do keep it. keep pushing, keep pushing. Uh, but the big news from Kevin's point of view this week is that Leeds get a win. Jesse Marsh gets a win in the Premier League. Did Bob Bradley get a win yeah, is, in his time? I
1: was just gonna look at that. I, that made me. Is think this? That.
0: Yeah. Uh, Leeds get a win. Great drama in this game. They were playing at home against Norwich, uh, up one 0 late. Norwich, I think, equalized in stoppage time, and then Leeds uh, get a late, late winner, like 90, uh, 94th, 95th minute. Uh, so they played well last week, lost, uh, and they get a win this week at home. It seems like a decent start for Jesse Marsh.
1: Yeah, by the way, Bob Riley won two games. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's a decent start for Jesse Marsh. He beat the worst team in the league, so...
0: Hey, it's better than not beating them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, look, it's not going to, I don't think the results are going to keep them up. I don't think there's anything uh, about the direction of the club that's changed uh, because, I mean, obviously my point of view is is from the Bielsa Forever camp. So, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But I don't think there's anything that Leeds fans will have seen to make them think, oh, uh, we're heading in the right direction. We got a late winner over Norwich, like a 94th-minute winner. Like It's just, it's not, it's not a, not, a yeah. yeah, it's not a paradox. Nothing shit, there that's, that
0: right? you wouldn't have thought Bielsa could get.
1: Yeah, or just like some random yeah. dude, you know? So I think Jesse Marsh is playing the part of a random dude. I think, uh, you know, hopefully he was taking this job or leads, uh You know, management was hiring him with the idea like, yeah, you give us a chance to keep us up, but if we go down, we're going to stick with you or at least give you a realistic shot of, of, you know, getting that job as long as you don't...
0: An extended interview, at least. Yeah, at
1: least that, at least, you know, if you don't lose every game, whatever. So um, I think he could find his level, you know, in the championship, right? Like, I think uh, he'll be able to get some guys in who he wants and all that kind of stuff, have a little bit more um, flexibility than if he's battling at the bottom of the uh, of the Premier League. So maybe that's actually a better place for him uh, to be for a little bit here because he's kind of you know, bombed out of Leipzig. And uh, yeah, I, I don't think this was a great job to take, quite honestly. But I uh, got him to the Premier League, which is probably important for his resume.
0: Did he... Bring in an
1: American? No, you're thinking about United, um, who brought in Chris Armas, um, is- and then brought in an American player, though. Oh, brought in an American player.
0: Mm. I'm thinking of. I thought it was Leeds, and he like immediately brought in somebody, and I was, I can't find um, it now. Well, right, it's like some kind of like bubble player for the U.S. men's national team, or like someone you've heard of but is not a starter, you know. And it was like not not amazing to be like, look, you're the American, new American coach. And then you're going to bring in like this American player. That's not really going to be a huge success. Didn't seem like a great, great strategy, but now I don't see it. So maybe it was totally bogus and just something I scrolled past on Twitter. Cause I can't even remember the player.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, uh, Leeds was linked to Brendan Aronson, uh, when Bielsa was there over January, but I think that one, you know, actually makes no, sense like he's a defend from the front kind of guy and um that's certainly aronson's profile so i think he actually would have worked there um you know whether that would have been a good move for him or not is another question um i would i'll would definitely say as a brendan aronson fan i wish he had ended up playing for bielsa and playing at leeds and in a league that i get to watch every week and everything like that even if it's not the greatest for his career cuz they'll end up going down and you know maybe this summer he gets a better move to a better club and blah 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 but that would have been fun
0: uh i'm sorry to do it everton lose lose to wolves this weekend just not looking good at everton everton you know the trivia everyone will know that everton is one of the only teams that has never been relegated from the premier league uh, they've been here since 94, one of, whatever it is, four or five teams. Uh, it's it's looking sketchy this year, Colin.
1: Yeah, haven't been relegated since, I think, 51, 1951. Is it that long? Wow. Um, it's going to be 2022, though. We are going down. Uh, it looks so bad. Every uh, Like, it just looks so bad. Um, not even, like, the results, but just... Like, the attitude, the way, the way, the way you're way it playing, plays. it's just it, there's not hope. There's not – and Paul Pierce isn't walking through that door. Like, there's no – there there's, there's just nothing more that this group of players can seem to get, you know? Yeah. So, it's just, like, so, con- like, uh, frustrating in a way as a fan. You're just like, we should not be this bad, but we are. And we clearly are. Like, we – this is who we are. We, we are, are this bad. Yeah, uh, And so, yeah, I think we're going down. And we deserve to go down because we are this bad. Like, I mean, you have
0: cycled through some managers. The players uh, maybe aren't good enough. I mean, I suppose in the end, that's the issue. But where do you put the blame then?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it starts at the top. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that... Uh, we've had a couple decent managers in the past, whatever six or seven or eight years that we've not been able to hold on to or fired too early in my in my estimation. Uh, and then we've made some terrible hires and given those terrible hires way too much uh, leash. Leash, yeah. And so then they've really like devastated some, like ruined some things. Um, Ross Barkley was is a shell of a player now he plays for chelsea doesn't get in the lineup at chelsea at 22 was you know it almost equal to lukaku on an importance in our club and at the similar age and we ran ross coleman ronald coleman ran ross barkley out of town and like and then was gone six months later or whatever and the same thing has happened to Luca Dean at, with Rafa Benitez, right? And so things like that, where you got take a guy who's a starter and one of your best players, and push him out, and then it's a manager who there's no upside to that it's happening, no, yeah. right? As it's like, gone anyway. Yeah, it, it's just really frustrating. And then also like guys like I mean um, Marcel Brands, absolutely like um, I can't remember even where he was before. Um, uh, Everton, know. but he had maybe it was. We also got the recruitment guy from Leicester who had built the, the Leicester team that won the Premier League. But it was like two directors of football in a row where we got them off the back of them doing something great. They came to Everton. We gave them a long leash because they had had this success. But you know, it kind of like feels like the thing where you signed somebody or you, you made a decision based on past results, not based on their process. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. The, and of course, the results were never going to happen again, right? Because they were. Yeah. It's the lightning in a bottle. Lightning in can. a bottle thing, yeah. Yep. And so, yep. and then we, one of them is signs Rooney, Claussen, Gilfie Sigurdsson, and somebody else at the same time. Like, you just go out and get four number tens. Like, whoa. What are you doing? How's There's that going to work, yeah. right? Like, no. Yeah, you, yeah. And so, and like a lot of like Rooney's at the end of his career and. Shit, like, Gilfie, we paid $50 million for it. He ended up being the best signing. Klaassen, $25 million, never played. And, like, $25 million also back then. Like, that was, like, six years ago. Um, huge, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, huge for us. And, and just, like, guys who just never played. Jenk Tosin, Omar Nias, like, a bunch of guys who just just were terrible. And then in the last couple of years, like, the bill has come due a little bit. And we've had uh, f- financial fair play issues, quite frankly. And then, you know, situations where our best signing this year was Damari Gray, who was basically free from yeah. somewhere in the yeah. Bundesliga. Like, that's because that's who we can get. Like, I mean, we we didn't used to be like that. Like, four or five years ago, we were spending serious money and just getting garbage, just garbage. Nothing back. So, um, yeah, it's, it comes due on this group of players. Richarlison, really the only decent uh, or not decent, but like actually good signing of the like coming out looking okay. Yeah, I mean, I th- Rostersen yeah, we paid yeah. we fully paid for him like forty plus million, but it's not like we paid two million and then always oh, some great player. But yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. has lived up to it. I mean, he's been great and you know gives you effort and attitude and, and everything like that week in week out. Um, I think pretty much every other signing of the past six years i i'd say no give me just another random guy who somebody else signed for that it's been rough yeah yeah been rough it's been really rough and so yeah at the end of the day you end up with a bunch of players who aren't very good
0: and i mean i think the potential saving grace for everton though is that there are a lot of teams that are not very good this year i mean there are four at least yeah yeah that are relegation worthy yeah and they could they you could be the lucky know. ones. You never know. You know you never know. Uh Watford, Burnley, Norwich, uh, all below them. Norwich looks buried. Oh, so it's there. three for two places, yeah. right? Burnley, Watford, Everton. Leeds a, a couple more results and they're looking a little better. And then it's a jump up to Bre- Brentford. So Yeah, it's Brentford uh, safe. Yeah. It looks it looks like three for two spots. Uh and I, that could just be what saves Everton is that, you know, there are other teams that are also quite bad. Yeah.
1: I mean, that is true. I, have, I don't have any hope that we will. I mean, we're Everton. like On your own merits. We, we know how to really just throw things away. So I fully expect that we'll have a chance going into the last weekend and then throw it away. Um, or we'll throw it away in some other heartbreaking fashion. Um, but I, I have to say, I expected Everton not, maybe not to get relegated, but to have this kind of, like, big fall earlier than we did, I was very worried um, Interesting, yeah. when David Moyes left. Moyes brought so much stability and made, us feel, made fans feel like, hey, we're not West Ham. We're not Newcastle. We're not Villa, who are other big old clubs who have, you know, decent resources, big stadiums. Yep. Uh, but have
0: gone down but have come
1: yo-yoed up, or, never really yeah, competed right we have a plan we have a structure we have certain guys you know a part of the transfer market where we play in we have a way of doing this and it is replicable and leads us to a certain level of success and on you know in in our year we could have more than that but you know we have a floor And now, and I remember when he left, I thought, oh my God, like we could, we are just, we're Watford now. Like, what's keeping us from being Watford? And like having a new manager every year, and just you might be great, good this year, or you might be just bottom, right? You could be just rock bottom. And so I figured, like, well, because of, you know, just probability randomness, like that's going to happen to us in the next five years. And it didn't. But, You know, now it is. It took eight years. Yeah, Yeah. like now the bill is coming due. So um, in some sense, it was, I remember when Moyes left, thinking about that, uh, not having been relegated for 50 years stuff and thinking, oh, this is is not going to last forever.
0: Yeah. I mean, nothing does. We talk about that too. There are these cycles and like, for a while, we thought only English teams would ever win the Champions League, and then it was only, you know... There are like all these Manchester cycles.
1: United will always be good, or whatever. It
0: always... Yeah. There are cycles, right? Yeah. It always comes, yeah. but... uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Uh So we said Norwich down, Uh and then there's kind of the mid-table stuff. I don't know. Do you feel specifically like you want to talk about anything? Arsenal seems like they're kind of figuring it out. Like, actually... As a point about stability, there was a long while where I was like, Arteta's got to go. What is this going on at Arsenal? And, I mean, it's not like they're going to win the league, but they look like they know how to play now. 1-5 uh, in a row. Aubameyang's out. Lacazette's leading the line. And, like, I mean, an argument for stability. Uh, it might be Arsenal these days.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, some, some smart moves moving on from Aubameyang. Uh, Aubameyang. Uh, yeah. And and I think uh, I, I think you're right about stability, but also y- y- you know letting young players play, like or like maybe develop, learn, develop, mature. Yeah, like have a plan with your young players, and and I, I think that that's that's tough for fans, certainly, especially at a club that thinks they should be in the Champions League every year, and so that Arsenal fans have been insufferable you know, for the past, I don't know how many years <laughs> for 10 years. Yeah. But whatever. like,
0: I mean, they've always been insufferable, yeah. but like in a, in a special new way yeah. for the last 10 years. Yeah.
1: But like, it does work, right? Like, I mean, you, the more you can spend, the more you can paper that over or whatever. Like I'm saying with, uh, Real Madrid, like, Oh fuck, we just need a right, a right back or whatever. You can just yeah. go you pay you go the, top buy of the market for it. Um, but I think that shows you. Um, I think, for instance, I think it would be, you know, uh, Arsenal are in fourth, United are in fifth. I would much rather be an Arsenal fan than a United fan. They feel like they have a plan, like whether you believe in that plan completely or not. You can root for
0: them. Yeah. They're, yeah. Like they're likable. You somehow. feel like,
1: and just like you feel like, okay.
0: Scotty Pettish, that should get you there and back twice. So we're going to cut it off there. Colin's computer was done, uh, and, and so are we. Hope everyone has a great week. Send us emails. We don't want to talk about soccer. We want to talk about what you email us about. So do that. Do that. Also, I'd like to apologize for my father and the across-the-street neighbor. I said they were old, but I, I said not that old, just like retiree age. They apparently both... Liked the story, didn't like that I called them kind of old. I'd like to apologize. We'll see you next week for more more shoveling chat. Bye. Thanks, Cliff. Brr, brr, brr,